Welcome to Bonded Voices. This episode is about scandal, internet privacy and what is yet to be revealed. reason we're covering this topic is because the news just came out that um, the government, the NSA, has been buying people's private information from different tech companies, everything from the stuff they search online to the way they use social media. And I think this is probably only just scratching the surface. So to me, this is a huge scandal. I'm Ian. This is Lauren. And I'm Greg. And welcome to Bonded Voices. So yeah, this this story broke and I thought this was one that, again, I don't think it's a topic that's going away anytime soon. I think this is the tip of the iceberg. I think we've got a situation where leading towards the, a Chinese model of a social credit score, this is where this is going. They want to be able to say, and I was explaining to my son this today, they want to be able to go on and say, oh, you're not getting this job because back in 2024, we saw you were searching this online. And what's this about? Is it relevant? Probably not, but they don't care. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to throw this out to you guys. Like, have you thought to yourselves, how come a company that starts in someone's garage gets an IPO and is valued at $10 billion overnight with absolutely no assets, no products other than data? To me, that's never made sense. That's the entire tech industry, right? I mean, it started off with, you know, the... I mean, Facebook and Twitter, and those are the big the big dogs now. But it was before that; it was, you know, Microsoft and all those companies that were just getting these huge valuations. But, but is this the explainer of that, Lauren? Is is this so? Is this what finally makes it all make sense? So slightly a tangent on this um, is there's a company that just released on the, not a company, someone released for sale on the dark web. It's 26 billion user accounts aggregated from all the data breaches in the last few years to where you can buy it and use that data. That data is on sale for $6 a user. So you can buy portions of it, whatever, and they get to know who you are through all your accounts. Right. They can log in as you, they can or attempt to, right? Hopefully everyone's changed their passwords and all that. But it goes back to how much data is out there. What is your digital footprint that most of us don't even realize how deep this stuff goes? I mean, sure, we like to have relevant ads pop up when we're on Amazon or Facebook or whatever, but it goes way beyond that. I mean, how many of times have we actually been having a conversation and and our phones happen to be sitting beside us and then hey there's an ad for that we're talking baseball next thing you know we have bat sales on Mm -hmm, right pop up on amazon and stuff so big corporations are constantly looking at ways to sell to us so the government having it is not a good thing well and and so let's let's look at this from a different point of view because the argument that we're going to hear from the pro-government side is we just want to make sure that all of the all of the citizens are in line. We want to be able to troubleshoot someone that might become a problem or an issue. There's a great uh, sci-fi story about this. It's Minority Report, right? It's pre-crime, the mm-hmm. pre-crime thought process. It's right. great to have that, but the the 
usage of it will always trample someone's rights because you actually haven't done anything wrong yet. You know, I actually saw uh, the insurance industry is aggregating data as mm-hmm. well, and they actually know which cars or which model make and model of cars have the most DUIs, mm-hmm. right. have the most speeding tickets. And it's not what you th- you would think. It's BMWs. Yeah, BMWs ha- actually. The BMWs have the m- highest rates of DUIs out of everybody, and then followed by Ram shortly after that. But it's it's crazy that all that data is aggregated. Now you throw in NSA having that data, they can social score this to you where you can't get a job. Yeah, you know it affects your insurance rates. You haven't done anything, but you know you're a white male that drives a Ram truck. Oh, you're going to get a DUI, so you have a higher rate. See, I think that whole idea of, like, we're looking for the lone wolf to justify it is a boondoggle. I think that's a bunch of BS. I completely agree, but that's going to be the defense. No, I, and it is the one that is. It's the, the, they're almost creating this straw man that this is why we're doing it, and it's for your better interest. But that's not... We have a constitution for a, to protect us from that. The other side of it is, on the news report, they said illegally mining data, buying data. And I'm thinking, well, hang on a second, if it's illegal, who's being prosecuted? When are they being prosecuted? And when are we going to hear about it? Never. You know, and th- and that's the scary part with this is because uh, we're at a point where, uh, you know, I, I, I've, I've always thought this. People go, oh, when was the internet invented? Oh, Al Gore invented it in the early 90s, right? Um, but first I heard of it was 93. And then you hear the first internet transmissions were done in what, late 50s, early 60s in the military. Yeah. You can only think the planning of, 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 of especially an illicit and illegal government is probably so far ahead of saying, they probably were sitting there in the 90s going, what if we found a way to collect all this usage data, found a way to listen to all the citizens, found a way to do this, I think they've been doing it for a long time. Well, that was the the whole thing about the was it the CIA or whoever they, that that uh, worked with? I believe it was AT and T or Ma Bell back in the day when they put in the the phone receipt the phone switches in Europe that they had the ability to listen to everything. The gov- our government right. was given the right to listen to everybody's calls. So, and because it wasn't based in the U.S., it probably got, got around U.S. constitutional laws, right? Yep. Yeah. So it's been happening since the fit. Well, since the U.S. has been putting technology all over the world, it's the reason why we have trouble with the cell towers and five G in this country is because, it, you know, not to pick on Huawei, but that company was building the the five G towers, and they have the ability. You know, supposedly they didn't put any listening devices in it, but that's who built the. That's where all the infrastructure is in the United States. So we are probably more, um, we don't trust our government, probably more so than ever. Probably with good cause, because of the, of the things that have happened over the last 20 or so years. Um, but where do we go from here? Where, it's like, I don't know if you can unwind this. And, uh, and as they erode trust, like, oh, uh, where where's the inflection point? So I, I was watching an interesting video recently, and it, it talked about, and I don't remember the specific percentage, but the reason that 
the people that started the United States broke off was, what was it, taxation without representation? Yeah. And so I don't know what those tax tariffs looked like, uh, but you start to think about all of the different factors that impact us on a daily basis, where we're taxed on our income, we're taxed on our automobiles, we're taxed on the gasoline we buy, we're taxed on every product we buy, we're taxed on retirement funds, we're taxed on the properties that we've already paid tax paying for. Yeah. And so the overlays, I think 100% agree with you that there is a general frustration level that seems to be increasing, at least becoming more relevant in more of the conversations that I'm having with people. I don't know what the inflection point is where someone's just going to... It reminds me of... There was a movie in the 1970s where... Uh, people, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. And these people are opening up all the windows and these big apartments and just re and yelling out because they're just tired yeah. of being worn down, worn down, worn down. And I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know how to answer your question of what's the end of this. What's, what's the stopping point? Can we turn the ship around? See, I think it's really important that people are aware of what's going on and our kids are not our kids are using tiktok snap all these different apps where you go why do you keep taking photos every 10 seconds and they're like oh it's just the way we communicate and to me there's something much more insidious about it than the fun that they're trying to make it because i saw i don't know if you've ever been online right and and, and it says um and I learned this at a legal conference where it'll say, prove that you're you by clicking on each one of these that's a bridge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah, the capture ones, right? So, I was at this legal conference and I'm, I, I'd always thought that was pretty nascent, no, no big thing. And then this at attorney saying, he says, what you're actually doing is you're training AI. Because he goes, what's this? And, and everyone's like, donut. And he's like, it's a cat. And they zoom out and it's a cat. It's a cat curled up, but the middle of it looks like a donut. And, and he's like, see, you're training AI to be able to distinguish between nuances. And so they showed all these different things. And I'm wow. like, that's amazing. Never thought of it like that. That So there's the, these little things that are happening that we don't even know what we're doing. We're adults and we're like, oh yeah, it's a bridge, it's a bridge, it's a bridge, I'll let me in. But our kids are doing photo, photo, photo. And then they show where they group together photos and get to a point where like it makes a collage. So it no longer is it like it's just a snapshot of something individual, it becomes a, a, the bigger picture. And the bigger picture in the way of surveillance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, well, Lauren, AI, how, how is, is that playing a big part in this? Oh, yeah. I mean, so we're talking about NSA in this article, but it's um, that's the one we know about. The, the CIA has been caught in recent years developing their own duplicate system of the NSA that it's going to be outside of our whole realm that we can't. Once it's off, off the shores, how do we control it, right? Right. And so that's scary. We've got AI where it's making decisions, 
and it's you know the the AI will be able to give you a social score. It's going to say, okay, it's the pre-crime. This person is you know going to have a drunk driving accident, or he's. Oh, you, you just know, give me the chills then. Well, you think about it, like it can look at your text messages. It could look at all this stuff and then go, oh, this person's ready for a mental break. Send the police in. I mean, that's a take the kids away. Take the kids well, away. And and the as as this article broke with regard to the NSA my thought was, okay, well, we still live in a country that we're innocent until proven guilty. But how do you prove your innocence? Or more specifically, the uh, beyond a reasonable doubt, beyond a reason of a doubt, how do you prove that if it's browser history from four computers ago? That you don't have that computer anymore. Well, he said, uh, but you know, we're still living there. He said, she said from 30 years ago, right? Yeah. And you said innocent till proven guilty. But there's an, another nuance to that, which is a Soviet one, which is rather than find me the uh, crime and I'll find you the man or find me the man and I'll find you the crime, whichever way around the wrong way is, right, on that one. That's sort of where we're at as well. And rather than, you know, it's like you, you want to bring someone down, we'll find a crime to fit the bill. Well, right? and especially right? with AI, you can generate. So it used exactly. to be a photograph was worth a thousand words. And, you, you know, you'd like, oh, this is a photograph. I know that it's that's true. I see it with my own eyes. Then there was the, the digital altering of photographs. So I can't believe that. Then it became the videos that they can they can manipulate video in real time so you can't even tell if it's real or not and now they're just with all the generative ai they'll make stuff up from a, a list of words you give it and it'll create an image fully from scratch you know that has not any sense of reality to it but it looks 100 percent real well Back in 2019-2020, I was involved in legal e-discovery. One of the guys who we worked with was involved in deep fakes. He's at ASU University, Gary Merchant. And he's really one of the leading authorities on deep fakes and their origins and where they're at. And if you read some of his work, like it, it, they're even saying that computers or AI won't even be able to tell what's not real and what's real. Like before you could go, oh, look down here, there's like a seam where they knitted this pixels mm -hmm. together. Now there's not, not even that. Yeah. And that's just been pretty recent, right? Yeah. I remember it's having a conversation flying about at the, speed of light. That's the, the AI case. images that are produced, well, they haven't figured out how to do fingers yet, or they right. haven't figured out certain body parts. They hadn't figured out that technology, but it sounds like it's getting, that, that must have been 100 years ago. It, it seems like it. We're moving so fast right now. And to go back to what you were saying about browser history, that's just text. That could be completely generated with AI. No one would be able to tell the difference. So, so let, let's take the hypothesis, right, that they are collecting all of this and they're collecting, and this is just the tip of the iceberg, and they're collecting way more than we think. I was at a conference back in 2016, and one of the um, Internet of Things specialists from Microsoft was at the conference. And he said at this conference, he said, everything with a microphone in it will be listening all the time. And I thought to myself, like, like what? 
phone course. And he goes, no, your refrigerator, your vacuum cleaner, your Roomba. He says, Roombas actually map a house. So they actually send data showing exactly how big that house is or how big the room the Roomba's in. Everything's collecting data. The fact that your refrigerator is this, and there was a great story about early on as they were developing this technology with Alexa. And remember Alexa Home? Mm-hmm. Alexa, lock the door. So great, no keys. These criminals came up, they flipped over the letterbox and went, Alexa, open the front door. Sure, yeah. Just walked it. And then obviously they voice technology and voice recognition and all that changed. But again, voice recognition. See, I, I, I'm one of these people, I will not do the face ID, even though I know I've probably done it at the airport and stuff like that with my phone. Because it's continually updating. This is Ian. This is what it looks like now. This is, and then it's... This is back. Ian with a slight, you know, five o'clock shadow. This is him yeah. looking at 50 degrees to the left. And yeah. And it's doing all of that sort of stuff. Um, the, I don't see any... If, without them telling us it's nefarious if they told us and they were open about it then we could have a conversation but it's I think it's automatically nefarious when they've not told us sure. about it yeah but NSA doesn't tell us anything though they've they, I mean that's just the nature of their their uh, charter just like CIA CIA's not going to tell us what they're doing so how is it that this news broke Somebody, um, somebody spilled the beans. A whistleblower. Yeah. Is that person still alive? Well, it's funny. <laughs> like, if you think about it, like all the talk we've had on like deep states, that sort of thing. Um, I don't know if you heard the end of the conversation Kerry Lake had with the GOP chair in mm-hmm. Arizona. She's like, the why former don't, GOP. Chair. Why don't you just like tell the people back east? And he goes, "You put your key in your ignition, and your car goes boom." It's like what? <laughs> like if we're if we're where we think we are, and then the, you know something that haunts me is when Tucker Carlson interviewed someone who was high up in, or had a friend who was high up in a federal agency. He said everything that you you see out there, it's all fake. And he didn't go into detail, but it's like leaving people hanging like that. It's like I want to know what. Well, I have, a, I have a bunch of ideas myself, and some of them have already been proven true, but I think it's frightening. It's terrifying. Not, not in that I'm scared frightening, but frightening as in humanity does not let this go. They react at some point. Well, look at uh, the UK. They have cameras everywhere. They everywhere. Record, records everything. Yeah. They've let it happen we're doing the same thing here well and, and so and again that they'll use that strawman argument of well when someone commits a crime we're able to go back through cameras to see where they got on the bus where they got off the bus when they put their face mask on what house oh that's where they live and and they're able to you know roll it back almost it's almost like they're replaying life to figure out who it was that did x even though the dnc bombers but something broke on that today but they, that, that file got corrupted accidentally um, mm-hmm. but is England a safer place now? no and that's the, the see that's the whole point is you, we're not dealing with more safety um, 
and if and if safety means that everyone's pointing a gun at you so you don't do things wrong, that's not freedom either. Hmm. Well, it's certainly not freedom. But um, and, and as I say, I think man has a th a thirst for freedom, and my fear for the country is this stuff keeps coming out. You could actually, how could you not agree with some kind of revolution at that point in time? Well, I mean. Here's the thing, we're, this isn't anything new. There, what was it, uh, you do dig a little bit, look up Pegasus. It was a program from the CIA that allowed the government to zero-click install. Like, it's not like, oh, I clicked a link and I caught, got the wrong thing. It was software that was, would work on uh, both iOS and Android phones. If it was sent to you, it was installed. They had access to everything on your phone. They could listen yeah. to, on your. You could turn the mic on remotely, listen. They could turn the camera on remotely, and watch. And that that was like 2017, 2018, I think that that happened. And it's still out. In the, and the problem with that one is it went out into the wild, and it's it's no longer controlled by the CIA. It's. So, so bad actors, well, the CIA are the bad actors, but now we've got bad, bad actors who've Correct. also got the... Well, and it always... And nothing's happened. always happens. Right. We build some revolutionary missile system and think no one will ever figure out how to outsmart right. this. Yep. Well, Our, look at that. They just did. It was the, the back in the 80s or early 90s, stealth bombers. They'll never be able to figure out how to track them. They tracked them with a cell phone, you know. Right, it's one of those things. If you have it, people will figure it out. So, yeah, it's um. So takeaways. So, what immediately comes to mind for me is is our kids. Is that they have to be aware of the data that's being collected and the, the future ramifications for their lives with what's being collected. Now, how to get that through to them, I don't know because. Don't play that game because it's actually you're training AI or you're training the computer for X. Dad, I don't care. I want to play the game. I don't know how you get through well, with, with that. Look at how popular TikTok is, and it captures all that information. It's part of their end-user license agreement that lets you lets them collect all that information. And we do it just so we can laugh at a 30-second video. I mean, really. Yeah. Wasn't, uh, I thought there was a connection between Uber and autonomous driving. That Uber was the, um, the system to allow uh, digital mapping of every road in America. Because the Uber, like you take a taxi, old traditional taxi, nobody's monitoring where it's driving. Where Uber, the drivers constantly got that map going, right? Which then fed into or helped the autonomous driving. So you start talking about the collection of the data and you know hit all the buttons that are abridged. To your point earlier, what other things are being used that that we think are consumer conveniences? that are merely a stepping stone. Oh, 100%. Well, it's Siri, it's Alexa, all that. We, we give up freedom for ease of use all the time. 
Yeah, we we received. Uh, someone gave me an Alexa or a series uh, series series the phone Alexa. Isn't Alexa like standalone? Yeah, it's a, an Amazon's AI, yeah. basically. Yeah. And I remember going through the setup process, and I was like, "No, uh-uh, nope, not gonna do it." And so we're old school. Yeah. We we still have one television in our house. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> no, but think about it, right? Blah, 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 like face recognition. Use your thumbprint. Use your fingerprint on it. It's collecting all of that. It's not nothing ever gets deleted. Right. I think it's, we're all, I think that's, I, I love it. I think I had something today. Oh, it was actually on YouTube. It says, remember, this will be delete forever. And I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> all these companies like China, like, so one of the big things um, with Huawei phones that got banned was like, oh, they can listen to all your conversation. They're like, well, why would they do that? There's a, it's a concept of harvest now, decrypt later. The, they'll be able to take and assemble the data, just like this big uh, 26 billion account uh, uh, aggregate of user accounts individually they're powerful but in, as an aggregate it's it's super powerful now because it, it allows you to get a, a more complete picture of a user and how they they're all their transactions it's it's really you know the more data points that they're collecting the the more powerful it gets so we're in a world where we're constantly giving data to everybody I had a conversation this morning with a gentleman uh, who's an avid hunter, and he just spent uh, a week down in Mexico on a very remote ranch. And some of the guys that he went down hunting with, one of the guys, uh, there, there was one hilltop that they could get satellite phone connection from, and that's it. So if you need to make a phone call, and these guys were all business owners, so they're checking back in, make sure the businesses are running. And he said it was the most empowering, relaxing, back-to-nature experience that he had had in quite some time. And one of the other guys said, well, next year, let's get Starlink so we can listen to the football games. And the other guy said, you just completely missed the point. We are completely off the grid. Yeah. We don't show up because our phones don't even connect to anything. So turn them off, leave them in the truck. That's a great yeah. point, Greg. So to wrap it up, I think final advice for everyone out there, you got to have conversations. you got to start talking to your, your friends, start talking to your wife, start talking to your community, and start making people really aware that there's some, there's a, this is coming at us like a, like a fast-moving tsunami. So until next time on Bonded Voices, we'd love to hear your comments. Get onto our website, bondedvoices.com. And until next time, I'm Ian. I'm Greg. This is Lauren. We'll see you again. Hi, this is Ian from Bonded Voices. Each month we will be giving away $100 in gift cards to our fans. All you have to do is register on the bondedvoices.com site and solve the monthly puzzle. It's easy to do, no purchase necessary. Thanks for being a listener.